0: Welcome to Being the Dot. I'm your host, Dr. Stacy. Each week, I invite a guest to share their experiences of being a person of color in white spaces. Today's topic: What do Frederick Douglass, Ben Carson, Condoleezza Rice, Alan Keyes, and James Farmer all have in common? The same thing that our guest today has in common with them, they belong to the Republican Party. In 1872, there were six people who were elected to the U.S. Congress, all Black people, and they all belong to the Republican Party. There's been a shift over time and historically, right around the Great Depression, and then certainly when the Civil Rights Bill was passed, when African Americans were closely aligned with the Democratic Party. Currently, about 8% of Black voters identify as Republican, according to the Pew Center for Research. Our guest today is one of them. She's a proud Republican. Evie is a busy nurse from Maryland. She has previous careers in management, teaching, and as an on-air radio co-producer slash co-host. Her love of people and politics often leads her to having good, honest, and open conversations. This is especially true given that the overwhelming demographic in her home state of Maryland is Democrat. She is also a veteran of the U.S. military and has come to appreciate the great opportunities afforded by our country, regardless of where one started in life. She enjoys spending time with her family and friends, traveling laughing at any number of things and anywhere there is music you will find her singing and dancing that's a woman after my heart that's right <laughs> uh being the doc listeners welcome to the podcast our guest daughter, evie Woo! And around. <laughs>
1: wow wow thank you for that introduction dr stacy I, re- I really appreciate it
0: well thank you so much for being here and i think let's just get right to it so let's start with you telling us a little bit about your journey to um a, to being a member of the Republican Party.
1: Okay, sure. Oh, wow. Um let's see. Again, as you mentioned, of course I am a, a black woman, but um and that's how I was born. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's how I was that's how I was born, but politically And I, that's I when I you have- will die. exactly right (laughs) exactly (laughs) politically i have not always been a republican so when i was i'm raised i was raised in a democrat household predominantly democratic family and so when i first voted for president my first presidential vote was for bill clinton that was the first time i voted i voted for bill clinton the first time i was a democrat Uh um and then um, during that time when I was at the high school, when, um, when I voted, I was also in I went to the military. Mm-hmm. So I went to the military right after high school, not knowing or at least not having an understanding of how politics affects not just uh, me or us as individuals, but how it, on the larger scale it affects our communities and our country and, and the world even. So my first foray, if you will, into realizing that oh my gosh black people are not the only people on the planet and neither are white people Mm. for that matter Mm -hmm. was when I went into the military and I went to the military I I was challenged to that's when I really started confronting my own ignorance and Mm -hmm. my own my own prejudices and by that I mean I didn't realize how Much it was inculcated in me that the other, i.e., particularly white people, were synonymous with being the enemy. And when I went to the military and I saw, I saw and met and experienced people from every background imaginable, who genuinely helped each other, supported each other, they looked out for each other, we had each other's back, and skin color was not even the least bit a point. It wasn't even a matter. It wasn't even the point of anything for the most part. Now, I always have to say, let me preface that by saying, no matter where you go in any industry, in any institution, there will be individual people who are just not good people and they come in Mm -hmm. all skin colors. They're coming all skin colors as well. But during sure. my time in the during my time in the military and 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 after immediately after the military when I came back home, uh, I started having these what I call cognitive dissonance moments. And when what it didn't match up, my reality and what I had been taught and learned just did not match. And so, mm-hmm. especially having been in the military, and
0: I was. Can thinking, you give us an example? Can you
1: give us sure. an example of? Sure. Because growing up, I I had been taught either subtly or implicitly, explicitly or implicitly, that basically white people, they are the devil. That the man is not for black people. White Mm -hmm. people are not going to help you. You know, white people, of course, they typically uh, they come from the slavery, slaveholders. And so you never trust them, basically. You never trust white people. In the military, I did not experience that. So mm-hmm. I was, again, I, ca- I had to confront, well, wait a minute. Something's not right here. If, I, if this is what I was taught, then how come all these people here, how, how is it that we're getting along? I, I, just, I didn't understand that. And so I had to start doing some digging. So that was my foray, if you will, into this huge political stage and started sort of um, feeding that that political bug that I have.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you always had um, some energy around politics? I think I
1: have. I just didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think I have. Even when I was in, I can remember in grade school, uh, maybe third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, elementary school, I can remember... Having the 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 oppositional, if you will, thought process or opinion. Now Mm -hmm. I didn't know what that Mm -hmm. was. I just remember Mm -hmm. thinking sometimes, you know, know, and I wouldn't necessarily be afraid to say it. But of course, you're young. You're you know, you're younger. You want to friends are very important at that age. And again, I didn't I didn't even know who I was and and, you know myself in the fourth and fifth Mm -hmm. grade. But I do remember always having a sense of why? That was one question that I still ask to this day. <laughs> why? Not out of just trying to challenge people, but in an mm-hmm. earnest sense of trying to dig deeper. Why? Why are we still separated just because of our skin color? And mm-hmm. Grant, that doesn't deny that they are sometimes instances or people or even some some systems in some inst- in industries that still may not necessarily be good or, or that mm-hmm. could be better. But that doesn't mean that we as individuals, when we know better, why we don't
0: do better. So, yes, I have kind of always had that, that sense, if you sure. will. That propensity. So can you tell us a little bit about your transition or when you fully said, okay, I was this political affiliation, and now I am this. Okay.
1: I can't re- I can remember some of the main issues, or at least two of them, were when I came back from the military, and I, some of my questions were, well, why does my community still look like it is? Why do we still have these problems of drugs, crime, broken families, or children with Vowed fathers, for the most part, in the home. And yet, we've been run by Democrats. That was one of, that was, and then I started seeing and learning that not only was it here in Maryland, I grew up in Baltimore, but a lot of urban areas that were typically, have been typically run by Democrats for a long period of time, they were experiencing some of the same social phenomena. That was one Mm -hmm. thing. Then another, another issue was uh, the abortion issue. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was another one. And then I'll even add it again, part of this, I was becoming a, a Christian at the time or a new Christian. So I started putting all these pieces. I had to find some way to get answers. So I start again, I started learning, reading, digging, and I'm not, I'm never finished learning. So there are things I'm still learning. But sure. all of these parts started colliding. They started colliding. And I, had to, I just had to keep asking why. Why? Mm-hmm. I one of the other, As far as the religious piece, I was asking, I started asking, why is it on Sunday? Why do I attend a predominantly Black church? And I did at that time. I, I attended a predominantly Black church for a number of years. And initially, as a new Christian, I loved it there. I'm not putting that church down at all. I loved it there. I I, I think that was a time when I needed to be there because I was, I was a new Christian. I was learning some things as time went on a few years. I started asking Hmm. why aren't there more people of different ethnicities here in my, in my, in my church? Why don't we go to other churches? Mm -hmm. So these are some of the questions that I started asking and I was faced with. Sure.
0: And that's what led you to make the transition.
1: Yes, particularly when I started the political piece, and it just didn't add up. It just did not add up. When I started digging, and then I learned that hmm, the re- um, President Lincoln freed the slaves. He signed the Emancipation mm-hmm. Proclamation. And then I said, well, okay, well, why, is it that, why is it that people have this? There was a lot of history I didn't know about the mm-hmm. Democrat Party. I didn't know mm-hmm. at the time, I had never been taught and learned that the Democrat party was the party of the KKK, but in the media, mm-hmm. in the media and in, you know, popular news, you never heard that. What you heard was mm-hmm. Republican party was a party of racists or they're only mm-hmm. white, uh, white, white boy networks in the Republican party or the black, mm-hmm. if they are black, if there are black people in the Republican party, then they are tokens. And of course, you know, the Uncle Tom's and the Aunt Tom's and all the different, Uh, other ad hominem attacks you could hear but uh, but that wasn't true and i said the 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 purpose of the republican party the values the values that it stood for uh life Mm -hmm. freedom uh free again abolition of slavery things like that it's like wow those resonate with with my values even as a christian uh even if you want to go with the economic part they you know the republican party's value or the platform is that they want the individual they have they they uh support individual dignity and worth they want you to have the freedom to live out your your destiny whatever that is uh economically Mm -hmm. socially family things like that so Mm -hmm. these are some of the values that i started learning about and Mm -hmm. when i put the to together to see again the community like wow, some things are just they're just not playing out all this time, and our communities are still not working well
0: mm-hmm. so what I'm aware of is that there are some people who there are all kinds of reasons that people choose different political parties right uh-huh. Uh-huh. and what I believe is so is that oftentimes conservative, gets connected to Republican. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the reasons that people choose the Republican party or that it resonates for them. And you mentioned your Christian identity and I'm wondering how much of that is the case for you. I think it plays a big part, but
1: I think the values are even more, more important. The values that, that the parties themselves, the two major parties stand for in general, the Democrat Party represents big government. The Republican Party in general does not. Now, that doesn't mean that the Republican Republicans themselves or in different offices have not, that they've always stood up to those principles either. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. But the party as a platform, as their value stances, those are the things that, they, those are some of the stark differences between the two. So they, the Republican Party does align more with with the values that I hold.
0: What's your sense about, what's your level of engagement with the party? Are you active? Are you convention going? Are you, yeah.
1: So I have one of one of my political dreams, if you will, is to attend a, a convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would love to have, be able to be able to attend a convention. Um, I have been a central committee member. Um, in, oh gosh, some number of years ago, I've been a central committee member and I'm not active. I'm not active on the central committee, but I am active as far as voting. I have, um, I, I have been, I go to attend meetings. Sometimes I attend socials, Mm -hmm. if you will, socials with some uh, Republicans, things like that. Um, I am an active voter. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily try to hide my party affiliation, Mm -hmm. um, So, so, so in that sense, I'm active in that way, but you just, you, you named it one of my political goals is to attend the convention. Yes.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and, and you, and there's some level of engagement. You say you go to meetings sometimes, sometimes you go to socials. And uh, one of the ways that I found you was through somebody who I knew, through somebody who knew somebody who, who was connected to the Republican party. So I figured that there was some level of engagement. Mm -hmm. Right. Right.
1: It is. I say some level.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. So we can only do so
1: much. We only, I'm sorry. We only have 24 hours in a day. So we only can I do so said, much. Well, I,
0: I don't even have a thought about it. I just wanted to kind of.
1: <laughs> no, uh, right, right.
0: A little
1: bit. Yeah. Put, let me so, put it like this in another what? life, in another life, if I could devote a hundred percent or you know, most of my time, if you will, to a political Republican Party, I would do it in another life, right? You know, that I could have Mm -hmm. that time to do it. That's what I would be doing. Sure.
0: So you talked about um, ways that the Republican Party um, is congruent with your values and aligns well. Are there ways that it doesn't? Or what are the ways that it doesn't? Hmm.
1: One of the ways, if I would have to say anything, I don't think the Republican Party does a good job of having having its presence known in the communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if you would call that. I guess you would call that a marketing or a PR type messaging uh, shortfall. I would I would say that would be on the uh, the way that it doesn't. So, and but I think there is talking
0: to when people. you say communities what do
1: you mean so in in a lot of urban communities the republican party are they 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 the central committee is just not as prominent as the democrat community mm-hmm. so again like you mentioned maryland maryland is heavily democrat uh i think i think the ratio is like 2 to 1 democrat to republican so you, it's hard to in some communities, in some pockets of Maryland, the major areas of Maryland, the major urban areas of Maryland, Republicans almost virtually have have zero shot. I think that's a a failure of the the party systems, if you will, the the predominance of the media, and people just know that oh I'm this is a Democratic. State, I'm a Democrat, this is how I'm going to vote. They don't even give the other side a chance. But I also think it's the fault, if you will, of the Republican Party in those areas that they're not making enough enough inroads to make themselves known, to present their platform, to say, this is what we offer, or this is what we stand for, versus this is what the other side stands for. So I think it's it's a sort of a two-way, a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. You think it's just marketing? Oh, I um, Oh, I okay. I think some, I think people have a, a problem, if, if you will, a lot of, particularly a lot of Black people. I think a lot of Black people have a distrust of the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. I think they have. And why that. do you think that is? I, I would have to say, I think the media, I think the education system, Like like the, like I was not, again, I didn't know that the Democrat Party were, was this party that, sponsored supported the kkk i didn't know initially that when i was learning that the democrat party in the south they were the slaveholders the south was was democrat they were the Mm slaveholders today (laughs) i bet if you were to ask i would say i don't know eight out of ten black people your your average black person they might I i would venture to say that they would tell you oh it's the republicans the Republicans are 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 the racists. The Republicans are for slavery, and they're going to have us back in chains, to quote a popular phrase of a of a, a presidential candidate.
0: So my intent by having Evie on the broadcast was to really understand the story of her and other Republicans like her who also identify as African American. While I knew that there would be disagreement, I also had made a decision early on that I would not necessarily engage in, in robust dialogue with her, that this really was not to be a hit interview, but more that I was welcoming her as a guest in my home. What you're about to listen to is a place where we did not agree at all, and us trying to negotiate that together um, for the good of the interview. So, what's your what's your sense about um, race and racism in in our country?
1: Oh, that's a broad question. Would, would it explain? Tell it me is. more. Tell me more. Your... so you
0: mentioned you mentioned earlier that. Um, that you've had some experiences with white people that have been good experiences, and that that there that but you said something about systemic racism and mm-hmm. something else, but, and I guess I'm wondering if you might be able to unpack that a little bit.
1: Okay, so I've had good and bad experiences from all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. So I always start with I don't start by just assuming sure. that white people because they're white that they are the bad person or that I would expect only bad, uh, bad behavior. And when it's good behavior, I'm surprised. I don't start there. I don't start there. I don't think with anyone. Mm -hmm. So so I like to, I treat people as people and I know I'm going to sound, I don't know, like I'm just repeating a, a popular sentence. I don't look at people's color as their primary focus of who they are. I just don't, and I don't like do you it. Think the rest of the, you think other people do. Other people look at me, or in general, that's what people do. In general, I think a number, a good, a good percentage, or a good number of black people do that. Mm-hmm. I would suspect that some, if you want to say, white people do that. I don't. Let me let me clarify this a little bit. I don't say I'm not saying that people you don't notice people's skin color. Of course, you Mm -hmm. notice that. Of course, you notice that that's that's a part of who we are. But that is not who I am. And that's and I don't make it who you are. So I think that's a difference, at least for me, that is. And I, I would venture to say I would venture to say that a lot of conservatives think that way in a sense. We see, of that course, you, of course, you see a person's skin color. You see my skin color. Mm-hmm. You see, you see the other person's skin color. But we don't make it the 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 onus or the major part of who you are. I think we'd like mm-hmm. to know who you are as a person, not because of your skin color, or not that mm-hmm. you are your skin color. But who who are you? Who's Stacy? Who's Evie?
0: So, and the complexity, of course, with that is that then I'll I'll share that as a black woman, I'm having a set of experiences, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And to not attend to my racial identity almost is an erasure of Mm -hmm. that set of experiences of the world. Mm -hmm. And I I think you are right that there is some healthy cultural paranoia among African Americans Mm -hmm. and that, um, that sometimes... People see that as a survival tool.
1: Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I, I think that's true.
0: Uh, I think,
1: I think it's generational to, to a large degree mm-hmm. as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But th- I this I call it this I call it a frenzy, if you will. And I, I know that some people may have a a shock that I said that word. I call it the frenzy with race, at least where we are right now. I don't think it's healthy at all, and largely in today's mm-hmm. time, the way we tackle this issue of race, I don't think it's healthy mm-hmm. in a large sense at all. I think mm-hmm. it's very, I think it's very, I'm going to use your word. I think it's a, v- a very paranoia and uh very, you know, it's a sense of paranoia.
0: Paranoia. It's, uh, it's frenetic and it's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think some people, and I think we're, you know, what I'm aware of is that there are things that we're just not going to agree on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and coming into the and I told you when we when we had our pre meeting that um that this would not be a hit interview right. as you said. Right. And so I, I want to honor that. And having said that, that this is a place that we clearly don't agree on. That exactly. And you, you, let me say you, think that- it, you think it's unhealthy and I think it's a survival exactly. tool. Exactly. And and that that's kind of where we where we differ. Exactly, in, in and that's what way. I
1: said in my, in my the bio you read. I love having these kind of conversations, <laughs> yeah. and mm-hmm. I, I I'm not going to say never, but I I 99 of the time do not care. I'm very upfront for the most part. I don't care mm-hmm. that we disagree. I mm-hmm. I don't I don't even not you personally. I don't even care that mm-hmm. some people are upset with me or angry with me including
0: mm-hmm. some friends and family. I have lost friends sure. over the I've lost friends. Oh, over the I year. bet you, you have so talk about that a little bit. Okay. <laughs> talk about what it's been like to be so I'm so I'm interested in both pieces. I'm interested mm-hmm. in what it's like to be the dot in mm-hmm. the Republican Party. Okay. That's the name of the podcast. Okay. Let's start right. there. And then okay. we'll go to and then we'll go to what it's like to to uh to go home. Okay. And and, and be part of the Republican. Party. Okay. Can I say this? And you may edit yes. it out. You may edit it out later, but I will, cause you, because
1: you mentioned when I, when we had our first conversation and I said, is this going to be a hit piece based on the title of your show? Right now, uh-huh. granted, this is your show. You can call it what you want. I don't, you know, I don't, i'm not angry with you for that okay but let me just say i i had a problem i think i mentioned this to you the dot with the word the dot i think i mentioned that to you mm-hmm. and i'm i'm thinking mm-hmm. like wow being called the dot i thought it was so derogatory i thought it was so dehumanizing and condescending i still think that to a degree but having talked to you right i i heard your i heard your voice i heard, i sort of connected with you personally if you will mm-hmm. On the phone uh-huh. and and now here, I still have a problem uh-huh. with that. The dot, but okay. Uh-huh. But we're gonna. Uh, I wanted to discuss. And that. you
0: know what I think it is? I think it's a truism. It's like being the chip in the cookie and the mm-hmm. raisin in the milk. And so See, to me, I, it's an embrace. I think.
1: I think it's, I, it's a part of it. Part of my angst or angst with it is that I think it it, it diminishes not just me because you've had other guests. I think it diminishes your guests. Down to their skin color, which is what I don't focus on, which is what most conservatives don't focus on. I think it just diminishes them down to that skin color. I know, again, I don't know. I know that you don't mean this person as a personal attack. I got it, Stacey. I got that. But I know that a dot, oh my gosh, I am so much bigger than just being reduced to a dot based on my skin color. Are you serious? Oh my gosh, please. But uh, so that's my thinking. But Mm-hmm. Along with that, uh, um, following up on some of the some of, the, I guess, the personal experiences I've had. As I said, I lost friends, I've lost friends over the years.
0: So, part of what I am aware of as I am listening to Evie's story and thinking about my own to politics is how my worldview and her worldview are significantly different and have impacted how we interact. With the world. So for me, as I think about my racial identity, it is highly salient for me and in the way that I experience the world. And when other people uh, don't attend to it, I oftentimes find that to be offensive or even hurtful. And it sounds like the way that Evie makes meaning of her racial identity is that the opposite is true that she doesn't necessarily want it to be attended to by anybody, even though she's having a set of experiences in the world. What's interesting about this is while my the likelihood that I would talk with her again or be in relationship with her is pretty low. But other people in her life where she has had more intimate contacts with that This dynamic tension has been the death of those relationships. Listen as she talks about how costly it has been for her to hold on to her identity as a conservative and or Republican with people in her lives who saw their racial identity or experienced the world in a different way than her worldview.
1: Because of my change in my transition if you will learning about politics learning who i was what my values were and where they more closely aligned and mm-hmm. i've lost friends over the year. what is that like it hurts sure. it hurts especially mm-hmm. when you've had friendships for 20 plus years and mm-hmm. you don't have you you know these are people you, you grew up with these are people you know you were there for they were there for you It hurts. That's how it
0: feels. It hurts. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel? Because I imagine when you go to your events, Mm -hmm. that um, whether it be a social or a meeting or central meeting, that you're one of few African-Americans in the room. Mm -hmm. And I I wonder what that's like for you. I'm fine. I'm Mm -hmm. fine.
1: I'm fine with that. I think they're, interestingly enough, um, some of these meetings, as far as number, of course, there are fewer of us in number, if you will, mm-hmm. but there are more than people think they may be
0: if that makes sense, so eight well, uh, percent is a higher number than I actually thought it was mm-hmm. so okay. when I was working to prep for today, I was wanting to find the right number, and it, that it's a little higher, but it's still that's still not a lot though, mm-hmm. that's still the chip in the cookie and what does that matter? This was another question I
1: started asking myself. And I what does it matter? Who cares? What does it matter? My my purpose for for this life, as long as I'm here, however long we have, I don't at the end of my life, when I look back, I will probably be 99.99% sure that one of my questions will not be, Wow, I wish I had been around more black people or fewer white mm-hmm. people. No, if if anything, I probably will say, wow, I wish I could have met a million more people, period, in some way, shape or form. So what does it matter? I don't. What does it matter that I may be one? I may be one of 10 black people in the room, wherever that room may be. What does Mm -hmm. that have to do? What does that have to do with my life? It has what does it stop me from doing? What does it afford me to, to be able to do? nothing necessarily different.
0: So you mentioned the Republican Party being the party of Lincoln and Mm -hmm. um, that being kind of uh, um, part of the um, mystique, if you will, of the party. How much of you thinks that the party still aligns itself with being anti-racist in that way um, versus... Uh, really struggling with issues of race and racism? Okay. okay.
1: So that question assumes that the other party has it all together as far as race. And that, that question also assumes that the other party, the the Democrat Party, has never had issues, as people say today, with race. And as a in fa- fact, between the two parties, the other party has had and still has, I think, the bigger issue with race, and and okay. the racial, the racial is- issues, and that's the part. That's the part that I think the media has done a great job of miseducating our okay. our country.
0: A lot of people. So, but back to the Republican party, because that's what the interview Mm -hmm. is about. Mm -hmm. So what's your sense about that with the Republican party? And I agree with you that, that there is no perfect solution. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't think that um, either one has done a great job as Mm -hmm. it relates to race and racism. Mm -hmm. And so So, I'm asking
1: you about the Republican party. So the Republican party, again, I'm going to, I'm going to say, start with the Republican party, again, the party of, uh, anti-slavery, the party of abolition, and the party of emancipation. So I'm going to start there with that foundation. The if you're talking about the as far as integrating integrating the races or the the different ethnic groups, if you will, I think the Republican Party has done a much better job in the sense that this is this is one test I say, because when when black people in particular, black people become a part of the Republican Party. 99 percent of the time we are the ones who are attacked for doing so now we say i'm saying we as a as a, as a country
0: attacked, or attacked? Uh,
1: attacked i'm sorry attacked we are, we're the mm-hmm. ones who are name called we're the ones who are called tokens but well wait a minute you, you can't have it both ways so when we are if you will accept it "Quote unquote," if we are when we are accepted into the party that's portrayed as the racist party, when we're accepted, we're called tokens and Uncle Toms and names. When we're not, the party is racist. So, which is it? How do we? If 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 we're going to talk about integration or becoming uh, more racially sensitive and more racially aware, well, if we are making those inroads, then why all the attacks?
0: So do you think that the Republican Party struggles with race and racism?
1: Well, what, do, what do you mean struggles with race and racism? I I'm, I need you to help me clarify that. Help me see what you're saying. Understand what you're saying. Do
0: you think that, that there's racism in the Republican Party?
1: I think there's racism in a lot of places. I don't think, I think racism broadly, again, there's racism everywhere from individuals. I think as a party, as a system, if you will, I would have to say no. But there are there individuals races? Absolutely. There's there's individual okay. races in every industry, in every
0: institution
1: mm-hmm.
0: known to man. You bet. And okay. So so what's your sense about how do you reconcile some of the racist statements that have come from the lead um of the party? And I'm talking about our president. Okay, Um, what what's your sense about that? How do you how do you think about that or reconcile it? I would would have to ask you to give
1: me a statement that that you think is racist.
0: So I think um, it was troublesome for him to say that there were fine people on every side in the Charlottesville situation where white supremacists um, were out protesting. You will not replace us. Um or all Mexicans are or Mexicans are racist. Okay. Or, so Okay. I mean I can go on, but that's okay. that's just too thick that mine. So um in this
1: in regards to the charlottesville bill um that protest mm-hmm. where the where the lady um subsequently was killed from with the uh in that protest. So mm-hmm. the president made the statement that there were good people on both sides. And he said mm-hmm. specifically in that mm-hmm. statement that he was not talking about the people, the races, the people who came there with the agenda of stirring trouble. Basically, those were not his words, but he specifically mm-hmm. said that in that statement
0: and his good people. On I do not both- read that. Yeah, because I do try to I try to he I try read to that. read. Context Mm -hmm. um, to try to understand, but But he said those words.
1: He said those words.
0: He said the words. Mm -hmm. He specifically said that
1: in those in that statement. And Mm -hmm. I didn't think that statement was racist. He said though there were both sides, if you will, came there. One side was for removing the statues, and the other side was one side was largely was not. So. Mm-hmm. What he was saying was that both people, both groups, if you will, both sides have a good intention of coming here to, to protest for or against the statue as we all have a right a first amendment right to protest for or against whatever the issue may be. That's what he was saying, but he did specifically say, and I'm not talking about the people who came here basically to, I don't know the quote, but he did say those but he did specify that he was not talking about the, the bad people or the, the people came in coming there to stir up the trouble. So
0: I thought it might be good to actually read the original quote in some context between the exchange between the reporter um, and President Trump talking about the folks in Charlottesville. Reporter, Mr. President, are you putting what you are calling the alt-left and white supremacists on the same moral plane? Trump, I'm not putting anybody on a moral plane. What I'm saying is this. You had a group on one side... And you had a group on the other. They came, they came at each other with clubs. It was a vicious battle. It was horrible. And it was a horrible thing to watch. But there's another side. There's a group on this side. You call them the left. You just call them the left. They came violently attacking the other group. So you can say what you want. But that was the way it is. The reporter then says something inaudible. You said that there was hatred. There was violence on both sides. Are there? Yes. I think there is blame on both sides. I look at both sides. I think there's blame on both sides. And I have no doubt about it. And you don't have any doubt about it either. If you reported it accurately. You would say. Reported. The neo-Nazis started this. They showed up in protest, Mr. Trump, Trump, excuse me, excuse me. They didn't put themselves and you had some very bad people in that group, but you also had some very fine people on both sides. You had people in that group, excuse me, excuse me. I saw the same pictures as you did. You had people in that group that were there to protest, taking down of the Robert E. Lee statue a very, very important statue and renaming the part from Robert E. Lee to another part. There's the quote, folks. But do you, do you think he says things that are kind of racist? Are on the continuum for, of Trump troublesome? On the continuum of what? Say that again? That's troublesome as it relates to issues of race
1: and I ethnicity. Have, I would have to say honestly, no, honestly, I I would have huh. to say no. I think he has mm-hmm. made I think he has made some challenging statements, hard statements. I don't necessarily think they were racist. I think they were statements that would that would cause us, or at least hopefully, to make they just maybe they were just true when he made the statement. You mentioned the statement about the the Mexicans. What he said was basically not everybody that's coming from Mexico or as an immigrant, those countries are not sending us all of their best people.
0: That's what that's he said. That's what he said. They're exactly. That they're very strategic and sending exactly. the bad criminals. Yeah, that's what he said. That is they're, exactly what he they, said.
1: They, they, sent, he's, they send some some good people, some people who wait. come. So, But wait a minute. Mm-hmm. That, in, that in and of itself is not racist. That is a fact. We don't, countries don't just send all of their good people. They don't. I don't know why how well I do know how I think I know how I believe I know how it became oh that's racist that's racist that's just a fact some of the things that the president says again I think they are they're just very straightforward they are challenging in the sense that we may need to Mm -hmm. stop and really think about maybe wrong maybe maybe he's wrong maybe there's some truth to it but it doesn't make it racist
0: as far as you're concerned. You asked for my opinion. Yeah, I did, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Didn't I? So, you <laughs> know, it's interesting because I was talking with my husband this morning. Okay. And prepping. And I said, what do you think I should ask? So then he decided that he was going to crowdsource questions. What right? Oh, okay. 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 You got me. So he okay. sent, an, uh, I don't know what he sent, a text message or something to a group of friends. And mm-hmm. questions started to come in. Okay. Um, And this was the main one about how does one reconcile what some people experience as racist Mm -hmm. and be a a black or brown person um, as far as the president is concerned. Mm -hmm. And it it sounds like what you believe is that he, he he's not, he's saying difficult things, but not necessarily racist.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But let me tell you what I do think is racist. When, when the, when the other presidential
0: candidate
1: said that, if you don't vote for him, then y'all ain't black. I think that's that racist. was
0: problematic. That was now see, now see we had that was see, problematic.
1: See, no, no, no. I'm saying well, I, but, I'm not.
0: We, yeah, no, I'm just saying. Absolutely. See how we we, we basically are
1: basically saying the same mm-hmm. thing about mm-hmm. the opposite person, and
0: and I'm not. I'm not. Again, but here's the thing. Evie, I just said. I just said it was racist. Like he should not have said that. But at, at, but no, you it said it was problematic. Like well it was racist it was problematic let me let me just i did say okay. it was problematic but it was racist so in the bottom in your signature line in your email mm-hmm. you have a series of quotes mm-hmm. and one of them is I like think that you, outside i'm, I'm of,
1: sorry Stacey, i like that you noticed that
0: yes yes <laughs> i did Listen, I don't know if you know this. I'm a psychologist by training. I, 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 yeah, I read that. I know <laughs> so I, I want to understand context. I wanna yeah. But I did notice that. Um, okay. because think think outside the box. Don't uh-huh. always follow the crowd. Sometimes you must stand alone and always ask why. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So what's your sense when, when you put that there, is that is that connected to the conversation we're currently having at all? Or just that's how you live your life?
1: Uh that's how I live my life. And those those have been my my uh signature lines for a number of years. Huh. Um mm-hmm. so a num- number of years. These one of the ones says uh clarity is more important than agreement. That's not my statement. Mm-hmm. I, I put I put mm-hmm. um the person I that was
0: who, Ben Franker?
1: No, that was uh Dennis Prager. Okay. Dennis Prague is mm-hmm. a radio, a radio, a syndicated radio and a uh, radio host and a columnist. So he's a Jewish guy. Mm-hmm. He's a Jewish man. And he I learned that from him. Clarity is more important than agreement. And I've learned he's been saying that I've listened to him for over 20 years. And I think that mm-hmm. is so important. That's one of the that's definitely one of my mottos, because that's how I process in my mind to Make and
0: maintain friendships, sure, sure, well, and I think I think that's the basis of this interview, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, is uh-huh. that my desire for understanding uh-huh. to me is more important than agreement exactly exactly mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. see see, I think it's interesting that that's interesting
1: that I have come to. I guess accept and I'm going to say begrudgingly so because like any other human being I still struggle with some issues <laughs> but I have come to accept to a, a modicum if you will that when I'm meeting people or when I'm talking to people that I'm probably going to have to be the one to take the higher road hmm. and mm-hmm. and I say that based on my experiences of losing people friends friends that I that I have cared about Mm-hmm. And I remember and I, and I say this in the context. I remember growing up. You asked me earlier, you know, that I always had this sense. I remember growing up. And you, you probably have heard this, too. I'm, I would bet my grandmother my you know, my my mother would say, and, you know, you always say, why do I have to do such and such? Why do I have to be the first one to apologize? Or why do I why should I? And my grandmother would say, because, you know, better. My teachers would say that because, you know, better so if you know better
0: then do it yeah well it sounds like when they go loud you go high is that what it is
1: (laughs) okay what okay um, if you want to put it like that i I guess it could be everyone Mm -hmm. i I guess i never thought of it like that but i just thought of sometimes but don't get me wrong again i said i'm a human being sometimes i'm like you know what forget this bs I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I didn't say or do anything to offend or attack. I just stated my opinion. And particularly when you asked me. And just because it wasn't what you wanted it to be. Now I'm the bad guy. Bump this That's what I I do say that sometimes, too. So um, but I, I hear those voices in my head. You no, know, you know you have to take the higher road, like you just said. You know you know better, so you have to be the one. I, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. oh my. Sometimes I'm thinking, oh, uh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I, I can't today.
0: <laughs> Got gotcha. you. So, so Evie, as as we bring our interview to a close. Oh my gosh, are we almost done? We're almost done. <laughs> we are almost done. Well, and and this is the moment. So what? What did I not ask you Mm -hmm. that you thought that I would? Mm -hmm. And what do you believe is the biggest misconception about African-Americans who belong to the Republican Party? Okay. I think let me start with the second question.
1: Okay. I think the biggest misconception is that we are just not secure with our own people, if you will, or our own skin color. We're trying to fit in. We are, um, you know, we're trying to make white people like us. We are shamed at being black. We're not for, sorry, we're not for black people. Or we want to be white. I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions that many people have about black people who are conservative or in the Republican party.
0: So let me ask you this. And this is a question that I asked all of my um, guests and I'm sure you've heard it. Cause I know you listened to a couple episodes mm-hmm. of what's the one thing that you would say to white people to make the world more inclusive.
1: What's the one thing that I would say to white people to make the world more inclusive. See, Stacey, I'm gonna to have to ask why. Why? Do- <laughs> I knew you was gonna like that question, but I have to ask. <laughs> and it to say, that's why, I'm gonna say, my my why question is: Why is the onus on white people? Why is the, why are we putting
0: the onus on white people? And I, let me go. Let me let me clarify this. What you already said, what you think black people should do. So you just said that. No. So now I'm asking you, you: What do you think white people should do? I think white people,
1: whoever they are, they should be themselves. They should not cower. They should not. I don't. They, I don't want them walking in fear, walking on eggshells around me or any other black person. I mm-hmm. want anyone to be who you are. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want definitely white people feeling like they have to. They have to sort of tread lightly, or or just mm-hmm. be no, just be who you are. Just be who you are. Mm-hmm. We, we may not get along. It may not have anything to do with your skin color or mine. We just may not get along. We just may not click. That happens to people who look alike in the same ethnic group. You don't get along with everybody that looks like you or me. And it has nothing to do with skin color. We just may not click. But I mm-hmm. want white people to know or to understand, please, you don't have to tread lightly. You don't have to uh, walk around
0: in fear, if you will of Black people. I guess I would say that. Okay, that's helpful. Thank you so much. So thank you so much, Evie, for taking the time to share with us your story that I think it will be valuable and important for our listeners to hear. Mm -hmm. And uh, we wish you all the best.
1: Thank you for having me. I really, this was fun. This was fun. This was fun. So
0: I really... Hope that even if you don't agree with all or some or even most of what our guest daughter had to say today, I am hoping that you found value or understanding or context around how people belong to a political party that could be different or the same as your own, and even in the places where it may have been difficult to hear or confusing even that I think that there is still value in being able to hear opposing voices This episode was edited by Nikki Anderson Special thanks to our interns Amanda Gillette and other contributors. Our music is provided by Jaffa Being the Dot is sponsored by David's DavidsDeliciousDelights.com DavidsDeliciousDelights.com custom-made, personalized cakes, pies, cookies, and pastries made with a dash of southern flair. Visit davidsaliciousdelights.com and use the coupon code BEINGTHEDOT for 20% off orders of $34.99 or more. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.